We're beginning a brand new series of messages called The Bottom of the Ninth. Because there are some times when we feel like we are at the bottom of the ninth inning and we are so far behind (laughs) and we are so down that there's no hope of turning things around. But what I want to share with you this morning is this. Miracles do happen. Do you believe that? Miracles do happen. Now, I know that some of you are fervent baseball fans. So I'm going to ask you a question. Do any of you remember baseball player way back in time by the name of Francisco Cabrera? Anybody? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of hands. All right, good. Well, in 1992, Francisco was playing for the Braves. And at the bottom of the ninth, he was put into a position that looked to him and felt to him incredibly hopeless. He saw no way out. The question I want us to begin with as we begin this series is this. Have you ever been in a situation or position that left you feeling hopeless? Far behind. No way out. Well, for some of us, maybe just your to-do list at home (laughs) makes you feel that far behind. Amen? Anybody relate to that? Maybe your to-do list looks kind of like mine. Did it look like this? (laughs) To do, 27 things, done, three, (laughs) or maybe 27 to do and none done. Well, just that can create enough stress to put you down. But what if you are truly behind on some bills? What if you are truly behind on the time you should be spending with your spouse or with your kids and now your relationship is disintegrating? What if you are behind on your job quotas? You just can't meet that quota that you're commanded to meet or the goals you're to meet. At some time, in some area of your life, maybe you found yourself so far behind that there was no hope of turning things around. But folks, in life and in baseball, there's an important thing to understand, a fact to understand. You see, you can be At the bottom of the ninth inning, you can be behind, you can be down, but you're still not out. Amen? You're in the bottom of the ninth, but you're still not out. There's still hope. Well, in game seven of the 1992 National League Championship Series between the the Patriots and the Atlanta Braves, the Pirates, I said the Patriots, I meant the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pirates were up. Two runs to one. The Braves were now at bat. We're in the bottom of the ninth. The Braves have two outs, but they do have two runners on base. The winner of game seven would now head to the World Series. And at that moment, the manager of the Braves scans his bench. And he looks down the bench and he calls up a little-known player by the name of Francisco Cabrera. And he calls Francisco to stand up and to step up to the plate. Now, Francisco had only batted 10 times in the entire season. Seven of those times, he struck out. But Francisco stood up and he stepped up. But even if he got a hit... The winning run had to come all the way from second base. And the runner's name at second base was Sid Bream. 
And Sid Bream was known as the slowest runner in baseball. Sid would even claim that. He said many times, I'm the slowest guy in baseball. And so you here you got it. You got the man at bat strikes out 70% of the time. The man on second is the slowest man in baseball. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. Hopeless, right? Behind? Absolutely. Down? Yes. Out? No. Maybe you feel that behind this morning. Maybe there's something going on in your life that's making you feel that far down, that hopeless. Some of the Braves fans certainly did. They had already packed up and lost hope and left the stadium. But Francisco stepped up to the plate. He swung with all of his heart, and he connected, and the runner on third base crossed the home plate, tying the game. And then Sid Bream, the slowest man in baseball, gave it all he had, and he crossed home plate. He slid into home with the winning run. And the Braves were headed to the World Series. Today, I want you to understand that your heavenly Father specializes in the bottom of the ninth moments that his kids are facing. I'm going to say that again. Your Father, your real Father in heaven, specializes in bottom of the ninth moments that his own kids, you and me, are facing. Amen? Oh, come on. Say amen. Amen? (laughs) He loves his kids. He specializes in come from behind victories. He specializes in turning things around. And I know that some of you are in a physical position that looks hopeless. Some of you are in a financial position that looks hopeless. Some of you are are in a, a marriage position or a work position or maybe even a parental position where things look hopeless. And right now you feel like there's there's no hope of turning anything around. But even though you may be down, folks, you're not out. You're not out. Your heavenly Father has his eyes on you. He loves you, and, and you're just not out. Listen close. If God the Father can breathe new life into his dead son... He can breathe life into your situation. That situation that seems dead and hopeless. He can breathe new life into you as well. That deserves another amen, doesn't it? Amen. New life from the breath of your heavenly Father. So what is your part? What are your next steps? When when you're down and you're in the bottom of the ninth, what should you do? Well, write this down. No matter what's causing you to feel behind or be down or feel hopeless, write this down. Stand up to your position. Stand up to your position. Now, when the manager of the Braves called on Francisco, Francisco could have said, not me, coach. I'm not your guy. I've only batted 10 times and I've struck it out seven. Coach, not me. I'm not your guy for this moment. Francisco could have just curled up on the bench and sucked his thumb. Amen? (laughs) Not me, coach. Too much pressure. He could have just kept chewing his baseball gum. You know? Too much pressure, coach. But listen, no matter what position you're in, stand up and face it. 
No matter what giant is trying to come against you, a giant maybe like young David the shepherd faced, no matter what that giant is, stand up and face it. And no matter what the outcome is, you've already won. Do you know that? You've already won. Even if you lose your life in the battle, you already have won life eternal as a Christian. Amen? Amen. Heaven is already yours. The Bible says this. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept for you in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Heaven is already yours. It's kept there for you. And then grace is already yours. The Bible says this, Therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Heaven is already yours. Grace is already yours. Love is already yours. The Bible says the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. So listen, no matter what happens, you you already have all of those things. Heaven, grace, love. And so in the name of Jesus, no matter what your position is, stand up and face your situation. Get off the bench. As you stand up and face your situation, put your trust in the Lord and he will guide you. Scripture says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. When you stand up, the Lord Jesus will guide you. You may not know what to do in your position or in your situation, but you will be Led by him. As you stand up to face your situation, put your trust in the Lord and he will not only guide you, but he will also protect you. The scripture says this, and David found this to be so true. And he said, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me, God. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what seems hopeless, stand up to your position. And then second, write this down, and then step up to the plate. Stand up and step up to the plate. Before you can ever step up to the plate, though, you've got to step out of the dugout. You've got to get off the bench, step out of the dugout. For some of you, that might mean stepping out of your despair. Or stepping out of your feelings of discouragement. Stepping out of depression or disappointment. As a farm kid, I I like to say it this way. You just don't keep wallowing in your situation. Like a pig just wallows in the mud. Growing up on the farm, I used to go out and one of my jobs was to take food and scraps from the kitchen out to feed the hogs and... And I'd go out there, and the hogs would be there in the mud, and they'd just go, oh, man, this feels good. 
It's like a California mud spa, you know. This, is, this just feels so good. It needs to be walked. And so I would throw them food, something far better, something that they needed, something that they really wanted. But the mud just felt so good to wallow in the mud that they'd just stay in the mud. And sometimes that's what we do. We just keep wallowing in our disappointment, in our despair, in our discouragement. And yes, your situation may be causing you great despair, disappointment, discouragement, but staying there won't solve your situation. There's a time to stand up to your position. There's a time to step up to the plate. You see, a game-changing play cannot happen until you step up to the plate. you got to step up. Now, you might be saying, but pastor, I don't have the strength to step up to the plate. The position that I'm in today is just too hard to deal with. The pressure is too great. And I'm sure Francisco wanted to say that to the manager when he called him up. I just want to stay here, coach. It's too hard. But the fact is this. Jesus will give you all the strength you need the moment you step up to the plate. Paul found that to be true and he writes this. I can do all things. Now some people just stop right there. I'm smart. I'm educated. You know. I got all this experience, got all these, I can do all things. But Paul learned that I can do all things through him who gives me strength. He will meet your need the moment you step out. I found that to be so true in my life. No matter what the issue, no matter how great the pressure, God's strength has always come at just the right time and just the right amount for that moment. The Bible says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for He will command His angels concerning you and will guard you in all of your ways. Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So no matter what situation you are in, trust in the Lord. Stand up to your position. Step up to the plate. And then Swing with purpose. Swing with purpose. Intentionally swing to overcome your current position. Swing to win. I mean, knowing that God is with you, knowing that God will help you, step up to the plate and swing with purpose. The scripture says this, we know that in all things, God works. Now, that verse is pretty good if you just put a period after the word works. We know in all things, God works. He's, he's at work. But he's at work for the good of those who love him. You and me. Amen? He is working on your behalf. So when you step up to the plate, you swing with purpose. And that means you swing with your whole heart. Swing with your whole heart. It's kind of like this. Brought this with me this morning. When you stand up 
to your position, that thing that's getting you down. And when you step up to the plate, you don't just step up and, and, and do some kind of a little weenie swing. You know, you just say, oh, I'm scared. You know, you don't do a weenie swing. No, you step up to the plate and you, amen? You swing with all of your might. And this also means you don't mess with your pastor. No, not really. <laughs> you pick up the bat, you step up to the plate, you swing with all of your heart. You do your part to solve your position by swinging with all your heart. But then God comes along and he gives you help. You swing with all of your heart, but you then swing with God's help. The scripture says this, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Whatever you do, sometimes we say, okay, that's about us working for somebody else. We work hard with all of our heart. Yes, it is. But whatever you do, whatever position you're finding yourself in, work at it with all your heart. And then the scripture goes on and says, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation, every situation you find yourself in, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so swing with your heart, but swing, write this down, with God's help. Swing with God's help. You do your part, and you trust God to do the rest. You trust God when you step up to the plate and you swing with all your heart to do the rest. When you stand up and face your position, when you step up to the plate, when you prepare to swing with purpose, I'm telling you, God will meet you there. He will meet you there. He'll give you a strength beyond your own. He'll give you even skills that you need that are beyond your own. You can trust your God to meet you there. David said this about God. He said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This morning, you may be in a position, a situation that has you feeling hopeless, but can you leave this place and trust God this morning? Will you trust God with your situation? You can trust him. Do your part, but you can trust God to do his part. And so when things look hopeless, trust in the Lord and stand up to your position. Don't stay in the mud. Step up to the plate. Swing with purpose. You know, I think Francisco was probably glad that he did those things. Amen? <laughs> the Braves who played with him was probably glad that he stepped up and swung with purpose. Today, I want to close by praying for you because even in the bottom of the ninth, there is hope. Even when you're down, you are not out. And I want you to leave this place trusting God to help you turn things around. And if you place your trust in Him, He'll help you do that. Would you bow your heads? This morning, if you're in a position that's leaving you feeling hopeless... I'd like you to just be honest with me and honest with God and just lift your hand up and then put it down. Say, I'm in one of those positions, Pastor. 
All right. Just lift it up and you can put it down. I want to pray for you this morning. But first, would you just say these things yourself to God? First, would you just say, God, I'm asking for your help today. Just pray that in your own heart. God, I'm asking for your help. I'm going to spend more time with you, God. And I'm going to place more trust in you. And now I'm going to pray for you. Father God, you are the God of miracles. Your power, your timing are beyond compare. So I ask on the behalf of everyone here today that's in a a situation that looks like there's no hope. That you, as they stand up to their position, as they step up and swing, that you meet them there. And that you do something miraculous in them and through them to bring solution to their situation. As they put their trust in you, God, bless them. Bring hope back to them. And we thank you that you are so willing as a loving Heavenly Father to do all of those things for your kids. Father, we just lift each person to you that's struggling right now. Put a, even a surprising hope in their spirit as they leave this place today. We ask in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen.